This episode of the regular podcast is brought to you by Dare to Dream Family Foundation. Dare to Dream is for all the people who have been told you can't do it. It's for everybody. Okay, they come together, they do positive things in the community, and they do it for everybody. Nobody's excluded. If you need help, you come down. They have a, a food distribution drive this Saturday, May 5th, in uh, 1402 Dogwood Lane in Youngstown, Ohio, at the Rockford Village Gymnasium. You can also volunteer. Uh, if you want to volunteer, contact Lester Scott. Uh, I don't want to give his phone number out over here, but you can hit me up on, uh, on Facebook or Twitter real quick. At Kilo underscore Righteous I'll give you his information Y'all can check them out if you want to volunteer Also go to dtdfoundation.org And you can donate If you want to be a part of this And you're not able to get to the uh, event this Saturday You can just go to the website You can donate You know it's a safe donation It uh, goes through PayPal So you don't have anything to worry about As far as security goes Make sure you look out for the Dare to Dream Family Foundation Man, they're great people I know them And you know I support. Let's get it. What's going on, y'all? We back for another episode of the regular podcast. I know I've been gone for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off. The goons in the club. You know the rest. I don't need to say the rest. You know. Uh, how's everybody been? I've been cool, chilling. I really put that addiction episode out, and I wanted it to really marinate because, you know, the uh, the H1B joint and then the addiction joint i needed them to marinate even though we only got like five views on each I only not five but it's a little bit of views on each is because i haven't been going hard with the promo but i'm back now i'm gonna try to make sure i'm back every week for y'all uh this is gonna be a brief one because a couple things came across my mind that i felt like i should talk about briefly uh two things in the news you know um not even news music news rap news and then one thing that just came to my head that I wanted to discuss, or two things. So, uh, like I said, how y'all been doing, man? Give me some feedback. Y'all, y'all out there being quiet. I need feedback while I'm going. Uh, I've been cool, chilling. You know, the weather has been strange in Georgia because it's been abnormally cold at this time of year right now. Normally, it's like sweat, sweat uh, city in early April, but... I had to turn the heat on a couple times, man. For real. I don't know what's going on. But whatever. I'm not going to complain. You know why? Because I woke up. I didn't wake up dead. I woke up alive. So, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, I've been chilling. But one of the main things that's been in the news lately is, you know, your boy Kanye West. That's my boy, too. You know, our guy, Kanye Tudor. He came out. He said some things. <clears throat> he said some things that. Made him seem crazy for not seem crazy. Made him seem like uh, he had gone all the way off the deep end. And really, what we found out briefly after is that he was doing it just to get everybody talking about him and what he has to come. And I can't be mad at that because he's a musician. He's an entertainer. Me, I'm not gonna come out and say I support somebody just so people can look at me and talk about me. You know why? 
Because I don't get paid to entertain. I don't need millions of people talking about me. Kanye needs millions of eyeballs on him. He needs millions of voices speaking his name, repeating his name, tweeting his name, uh, sharing his post, retweeting his post. He needs stuff like that. Because that's how, you know, advertisers look and say, this is a person that we need to put our money into. So I'm not even mad at him for that. At first, I didn't understand what the hell he was doing. I was like, man, that's whack. Why is you saying stuff that you don't even really believe just to whatever? But I had to think about it, and I was like, okay, whatever, man. Kanye said that he loved Trump. <clears throat> and, you know, Kanye is, is rich in Calabasas. He don't even know what Trump got going on. So that's why so many people were offended because in their mind, Kanye said, build a wall. But that's not what he said. He said he loved Trump. And what he was saying was, I like the fact that Trump speaks his mind. Really. He speaks his mind no matter what anybody else is saying or telling him to say. He speaks his mind. That's the part that Kanye likes about Trump. He don't like, he don't even, I don't believe Kanye knows anything else about what's going on with Donald Trump. I don't think Kanye is in touch. I don't think he's Jay-Z. I don't think we'll expect any socially conscious documentaries or albums from Kanye anytime soon. That's the old Kanye. Chop up the flow, Kanye. We're not getting that one back. <clears throat> so that's dead. So I think we all need to just say, uh, or not say, we don't need to say anything, but we can recognize that Kanye was doing that for attention. He's an entertainer. That's what they do. They get paid based on attention that they drive, that, that they get or garner. Okay? So I'm not even mad at Yeezy no more. I was never really mad at him, but I was discussing it. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was bouncing ideas off of people. Uh, and whatever, but it is what it is, man. Kanye said what he said. Then he came out with a song with Ti called "Ye Versus the People," and pretty much he explained his tweets. That's what gave context to it. He don't know what Trump has going on. Everything he said in the uh, in the song was pretty much like it was Ti and Kanye going back and forth. Ti was speaking like he should have been speaking, and Kanye was speaking like he has been speaking. All right. So <clears> T.I. <throat> was like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you saying this wild stupidness? You're looking like you in the, you're looking like a coon. You're looking like you're cooning for money. You're looking like it looked like Donald Trump paying you. And uh, he said, you're looking crazy with you putting this hat on and all this shit. And Kanye was defending it like, no, I'm reaching. I'm reaching out to the other side because, you know, we got to have dialogue. We got to speak to each other. When we come from opposing views, we need to talk. We need to let each other know that we equal and all this type shit. And that's his stance on it. So that means he doesn't know anything that's going on with the federal government right now. Because he think it's just like, he think Donald Trump is just some normal dude that wants to build a wall. He don't really realize what it means to be the president. Kanye talking about Trump winning lets him know that he can be the president now. No, it don't. Because Trump ain't never been on stage nowhere asking nobody for no money. All right. You did that. That means you don't even have the pull that that white man has with his 70 years of life. All right. <clears throat> so that's everything as we go. By the way, that yay versus the people song. I like it. <clears throat> I like how he explained himself. The, the fact that they put that song out like that, the fact that Kanye put it out that way and unmastered and pretty much a response to everything that people have been saying to his Twitter. That lets me know that. That is not a song for the album. They just did that in response to everything on Twitter, first of all. Secondly, the album is not about any of that at all. So if everybody thinking like Kanye about to be conscious, he about to be woke on this album, we getting the old Kanye back talking about political issues, 
I doubt it. If if he was going to do that on the album, he wouldn't have dropped this random track that he just recorded this week, last week. Why would you drop that if you already have your whole album is full of that, right? So, no, I don't believe his album has any of that on there because he felt he felt like he had to rush this song out to explain his point of view. So that's how that's how I feel about it. I don't think Kanye is about to be woke at all on this next album. I mean, he might when I say woke, I mean black consciousness, but he might be into uh, he might be into social awareness, which is cool. He might he might be into that, you know, like, uh, the you know, personal healing, mental health and stuff like that, which is cool. So that's probably what he will be on. I don't think he's going to be politically uh, aware with this new album. I don't think he's going back to Jesus. A lot of people like to jump all the way back to like um, saying like college dropout Kanye. Jesus and Watch the Throne was woke Kanye also. So even though he, he uh, took a break from the wokeness and got real, real um, artistic with the graduation 808s and with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy watch the throne was woke as hell that was a conscious album yeezus was a conscious album all right so that's that kanye does not need to go all the way back to a college dropout but he's not i don't think he's going back anywhere i think he's going forward into trying to explain his kardashian life how to be a black man navigating this white woman's world i think that's what he's going with it I don't, I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't even think he knows what's going on. All right. <clears throat> now, Jermaine Cole also dropped the album since I, since I, the last time I've been back. Album called KOD. I'm pretty sure all your favorite podcasts have talked about it by now. Uh, I like it, man. Actually, it's my favorite J. Cole album. I've never really been the biggest J. Cole fan, but I never hated him either, though. I always would listen to his stuff just to... Just to uh, give him a chance. So uh, I just looked. Drake's Nice for What is hit number three. Um, it's number one again. So no, nobody has knocked Drake off of the number one spot. Actually, Drake knocked him. Drake's God God's Plan was number one. And then Nice for What knocked it out to become number one. So Drake is beating himself. He said he's top two and he's not two. So, hey. Um, yeah, so Cole, Cole's album, the numbers just came out recently. I think last few days. He did like... I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. He did. I think I seen four hundred thousand, and I don't think it was that far. Hold on, man. He did some. He did some amazing number. His album is definitely number one in in the world right now. Number one um album for the week. Okay, yeah, he almost did. He did three hundred ninety-seven thousand the first week. That's the biggest of any artist that came out so far this year. And um Yeah, man, he he, he did his thing. He did so that was 174,000 in like physical sales, which is a, a lot. And then 323 million streams. Think about 174,000 physical copies in today's time. That's crazy. I don't think Eminem did that. Um when he came out I think Eminem's total first week was like 200,000. And that's with him dropping singles that was doing already uh, streaming for month, for a while before Eminem's album came out. Like the Walk on Water joint, then the Unstop, Untouchable or whatever it's called. Drake, I mean, uh, Cole just did these numbers straight off the first week by itself. That's it. He didn't have no single out. That's amazing. <laughs> like, 
amazing, amazing. Uh, so Cole is nice. My favorite song on there is definitely Kevin's Heart because I'm a I'm a man, and you know, men we f stuff up a lot. I ain't even gonna say men f stuff up. I done f things up. You know what I mean? And uh, self sabotage is a real thing. Kevin's Heart, the song called Kevin's Heart, is about self sabotage on the part of men in regards to relationships with women. Or if you don't want to be heteronormative, you know, in relationships, period, all kind of relationships. So, like me, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I did a lot. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. You understand me? Uh, but. Like I said, Kevin's Heart is definitely my favorite song. Brackets is the first, like I was, so I was, I like to listen to an album, right? And I wait for a song to catch me. So if no song ever catches me, then to me, that's not a good album. But if I listen to the song and then I, and one song catches me, then I'll come back to the album. At least one song. I'll come back to it. See, I'm not one of these ones that don't like the whole album and then say I need to give it more time. No, I don't. If nothing caught me, I don't need to ever revisit that song, that album, ever, because it's not a good album to me. I only need one time to listen to an album to know if it's good or not. You don't eat You don't eat somebody's food and say, hmm, this is nasty, but I'll come back and eat it again 10 more times to make sure it's really nasty. No, you know your senses work like that. You don't see a woman and say, hmm, I don't like. I don't think she's attractive. Let me look at her 20 more times and see if I might think she's attractive. Why do we think that our, our uh, cochlear region, which is our ears, don't work the same way as the rest of our senses work? You don't need to touch a stove 20 times to know if it's hot. You don't need to see a chick 100 times to know if she's ugly. You don't need to taste food 100 times to know if it's nasty. Why do y'all think we need to do it with music? You don't. First listen, you know whether you like it or not. So when people say, how y'all know if you like it or not, you just heard it the first time. Yes, I just heard it the first time. And I know if I like it or not. That's how everything works. Our senses work that way. Taste, touch, sight, sound, feeling. No, I said touch. Okay, let me see. Which one did I? Oh, smell. Yeah, if something stink, you don't think. Let me smell that again. Well, some of y'all do do that. I know some people like to smell stuff over and over again. But the rest of your senses are pretty well developed, especially perception of sound. Our perception of sound is like the first thing we've been doing. When we couldn't see anything in the womb, when we really couldn't feel anything but the amni, uh, what is it called? Amniotic? Amniotic? The sac, you know, the inside of the uterus, you know, you couldn't feel anything in there. Uh, you know, you couldn't really feel much but fluids. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't taste anything, really, because, you know, only thing you could do was hear. We have been developing our hearing since we were, uh, you know, developing in the womb still. We were still processing. <laughs> we were still in the womb downloading in gestation, the mother gestation, and we were hearing things. So you don't need to keep on hearing something to know you don't like how it sounds. All right? I know I'm probably, some of, you know, I got, you know, I'm sure some scientists out there will, not scientists, biologists or uh, people who study anatomy, doctors and things, they might say, hey, man, describe that better. I could describe it better, but I'm just speaking fast. I didn't take notes this time. I'm just speaking off the top of the head. You do not need to listen to something for two weeks to know if you like it or not. That's all I'm trying to say. I knew off the first listen that Brackets grabbed me. Brackets, it was, I was like, yo, 
He talking that Because then, you know, on brackets, he started talking about how not only is he in, an, in another tax bracket because of the amount of money he's making, he's saying, why am I paying this amount of taxes? And I don't even get a say in what is happening with these taxes. Not only do I not get a say, the people who need help with the taxes the most are being neglected by way of poor resources in their education system. Right. Because, you know, what a lot of people try to bring up, they want to bring up the EBT and, and uh, welfare programs and all that. Like, that's the only thing tax money is used on. The biggest thing is schooling. If a lot more people were more educated, they would probably be able to get themselves out of poverty better. But you know what? They would rather put a Band-Aid on the womb instead of preventing the scrape in the first place. What's the womb? The wound is poverty. Right? The Band-Aid is EBT. How could they have avoided it or prevented it? Proper education. Now, that's what I took from J. Cole's um, song called Brackets. Then you have... So, K.O.D. is J. Cole's album, and it stands for... It has three meanings. Killing our demons, kill our demons, king of drugs, or... No, no, no. Kill our demons, kids on drugs, or king of drugs. Now... I think that that has been put together so that each listener can decipher what that means to them. Because I see some people are focusing heavily on the kids on drugs thing because the album is kind of, especially the song Friends, is discussing uh, uh, young people using drugs. And they don't need to because he said meditate, don't medicate. That's the song Friends right there. But me, when I listen to it, and like I said, the biggest song that resonated the most with me was... I don't know why people say resonated the most. I, w- I, w- I was an electronic technician in the Navy. So resonance is... All right. <clears throat> uh, the, the song that connected with me the most was Kevin's Heart, right? So when I, when I hear the album, I think Kill Our Demons. To me, that's, that's what the album is about. Kill Our Demons. Not so much kids on drugs. Not so much the king of drugs. Kill Our Demons is to me what KOD is. Now to you, it might be Kids on drugs because he he put he said it. This is why I think it's J. Cole's best album, because every other album I heard from, I heard good storytelling. I heard some some cool stuff. I like the jazzy production. But this concept is amazing to me. The way he put it out, the way he marketed with the pop up shows, doing listening parties, no phones, no press, no VIP, none of that. I thought this was cold. This album is hard. It's still, to me, Nipsey still got the best album of the year, but this KOD, super hard. I'm going to put it number two best album of the year behind that Nipsey. I was just listening to that Nipsey on my way home from work. Very hard. But, uh, so yeah, that KOD, now y'all let me know. I know everybody already pretty much discussed the album, but I just had to give my take on it. I love it. So, I think that is all I wanted to discuss in terms of current news this the the next few things you know matter of fact i'm gonna just run through it real quick now something i wanted to discuss right now because i feel like there's a battle not just me a lot of people probably feel like there's a battle between black men and black women in the community and it's not just perception there really is a battle going on between us um i think a lot of it is due to uh black women not uh, feeling abandoned 
for decades, right? And then I think it's due to also that's I think black women feel unsupported and abandoned, right? And then I think black men, and this is a blanket statement, this is general, meaning don't tell me about the outliers. I don't want to know about the top five percent that don't feel this way and the bottom five percent that okay, so listen. The black women feel unsupported and they feel abandoned by black men. And I think that black men feel unappreciated and I think they want crave or we want and crave attention. Attention like like love and affection type of attention. We want to feel loved. Like it's like black men don't feel like the people who are saying they love us really do. It's not it's not appreciative. Like we feel like we're doing a lot, but we don't feel like it's being appreciated. So black women feel like we've abandoned them. Black men feel like everybody doesn't love us. So we want love from somebody. Now, I'm not saying this is how I feel. I'm not saying any woman told me that's how she feels. I'm saying this is from me observing everything that I have observed. I think that's what's going on in the black community right now. The battle between black men and black women. So the reason I I, I can't speak, I, I have actually heard a lot of black women say they feel unsupported. They feel like they don't get support from black men. But on the side of black men, I haven't heard them say they want attention, but I'm looking at how a lot of these dudes is moving around, what they're doing and try to get famous, what dudes do when they see black women prospering. A lot of, not everybody, but a lot of dudes, what they do when they see black women prospering, how they, how they, how a lot of people are just, don't, how like feminist to a black man, to a lot of black men is like a bad word. You understand? Like I'm, I'm not the most, uh, feminist aware dude. Like when I say feminist aware, that's probably not even a thing. I'm not the most woke when it comes to women's issues. Right. But I know some of the numbers. And so when, when some women saying that they're going through certain things, I'm not going to be like, no, you ain't. I might say, I ain't seen that. Or I might say, oh, no, you know what? I won't even say that. My biggest issue is when people just attack men bl- with a blanket and don't even and don't even give like the, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about all men. And I, they don't have to. I'm just saying that's my only issue. That's the only issue. When you ever see me having a discourse with somebody, it's based on like they just made it seem like all men is on that bullshit. So that's the only time. And really... I should never even do that, but that's just the only, that's the time when I do have an issue. So, um, I see a lot of like, all right, so I said that to say, and I I could get deeper into that theory and develop it more about black men wanting attention and black women wanting support. And that being the reason why we keep bumping heads, I can get into that more later. But I wanted to say black men, while, while a lot of dudes are sitting around, um, Looking at black women and kind of like, I I don't even know what the term would be because I don't I don't speak that language of jealousy, but just having an issue with black women doing so well right now. Well, they're trying to do well. They're doing good, but they want to do better. There, I'm I'm looking at a list of organizations from black women, right? And I want to shout them out. And this is an old list. I couldn't find a new list, but. Whatever. The National Coalition of 100 Black Women. 
the uh, number two national association of colored women's clubs number three national congress of women inc of black women inc sorry national conference of negro women uh black women's health imperative very big uh black career women's network number seven black women's playwright group so far you writers out there number eight <clears throat> sister love inc number nine national black women's justice institute number 10 black women's blueprint Number 11, Black Women's Roundtable. Number 12, Black Women for Wellness. Right? That's just a list. Like, somebody compiled a list right here, right? And these are organizations doing different things, doing, doing, uh, doing different things to, to, to bring progress to the community of black women that have to navigate this world of patriarchy. That makes total sense. So I don't understand when I see some dudes like looking at stuff that that certain black women is doing and making it seem like it don't make sense. It makes sense for them to be doing stuff only for them because they have to fight against shit that they feel like ain't nobody else going to help them. What my what I'm saying is black men, we need to be doing the same thing. Most of the organizations that black do black men start is for the whole black community, which that's cool. But I think we need more that focus specifically on black men and black boys. Specific, like we shouldn't have no problem saying this is only for men and boys. That's it. No, no, uh, no black men and boys. No, no white people. No Asian people. No Spanish people. No black women. No white. Nothing. No, nobody else but black men and boys. Other groups do it. Black women do it, and it's working for them because they're they're, they're they have like shape. They, they have this thing where they do like a luncheon every year and all these women get together and they mentor young girls. Is it like I'm pretty sure there's black organizations that black male organizations that do that, but there's not a lot. Right. So I look for uh, the same. I look for like a similar list for black men. There is none. Nobody has compiled a list because I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough organizations that specifically focus on bettering and pro helping progress or mentor black boys. In this country, because I see I'm looking, OK, first of all, the first few that I talked in in being organizations for black men, the first two, no, the first three that come up are for all black people, African-American organizations to know is the first one. Twenty eight organizations that empower black communities. That's number two. Top black organizations. That's number three. So before, so that means there's three more that are th three black organizations that are more searched than the ones that and I typed in black men. Okay, so the first one I see for black men, Concerned Black Men of America. I've never heard of that before. Okay. Second one, BPM Black Professional Men. That's what it stands for. I never heard of that one either, but that sounds like a good one. And then 100 Black Men of America. I'm pretty sure everybody has heard about that one. And and guess guess where we go from here? Black singles dating like we don't have shit. We don't have any or not any because I just read three. But this is a whole this is the whole first page of a of a search result. Of black organizations for black men. In this country, I didn't search for the country, I just searched uh, black men. And we get and we get this is not even advertisement. Yes, it is. That is an advertisement. So we ran out of results before we got to the bottom advertisement. That's crazy. Men's warehouse, black singles dating, men's organizations on Amazon. What? 
Only one of these I heard of is the 100 Black Men of America. Five organizations that empower young people. That's what came up. Not black men. Young people. Yo, what I'm trying to say, black men, we have to make black men better. We need to talk to ourselves. We need to talk to our youth. Uh, and we need to be like, yo, not F everybody else, but everybody else is on the outside of this circle until we get our stuff together. We got black men that's being excluded because of whatever um, other affiliations they have. But now we need to drop that because some of these dudes that we're excluding because of whatever affiliation they have or whatever lifestyle they choose to use. They are some powerful ones that can help the rest of us out. We are not in a position to exclude any black men from what we got going on right now. What we do need to watch is their affiliations to make sure they're not infiltrating but that's the only thing we need to be looking for. You don't need to be looking for their education level. You don't need to be looking for how, what their criminal record is. You don't need to be looking at their sexual orientation. None of that matters. We need to be looking at their political affiliations to make sure that they're not connected with somebody that might be trying to take us down. You understand? That's what we need as a, as a community, a sub-community. Black women are doing it and it's working out for them. Don't hate on it. Learn from it. I'm trying to learn from what they got going on because they are the highest, even though they are taking on more college debt than anybody ever did. They are the highest educated group right now. They get more degrees than every group, white men, white women, Asian. It don't matter. They get more degrees than everybody. And it's because while they was out here being abandoned by men, they was looking out for each other. It might seem like black women always fighting and all this. Yeah, they're going to let everybody keep that perception up. And they're going to end up passing up everybody and everything. So while we out here looking like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all ratchet, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. They out here in boardrooms making you think that they like, I don't, yo, listen, black women doing great things right now. Black men is all right, we need to f focus on us. It's not a knock to anybody else to focus on yourself. Right. We can't be conscious out here telling people, yo, just because I got black love don't mean I got white hate. But then as soon as a black woman say something about black women, we want to tell her that she hate men. No, she don't hate men. She just focused on her group. We need to be doing the same shit. That's all I'm saying. We need to be on the same type time they on. It's working for them. They mentoring each other, man. It's working for them. It'll work for us too. We, but we have, we have another variable and we don't need to discuss our variable in public. We'll discuss it in in house amongst each other you understand we got people watching us and, and we need to make sure that we have tight relationships with dudes you shouldn't be able to go nowhere and it shouldn't be the situation that's happening in rap right now where they making they only make black dudes i mean uh, like black people that's part of the black culture check in in, in different cities you can be anybody you could be anybody or and go anywhere Unless you're a black man. If you're a black man, some black man, wherever you're about to go, want to check you. He want to make sure you, 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 you know what I mean, who you is, who you say you is. That shouldn't be. We should connect on a different level. It shouldn't be no, like, I'm trying to extort you. You come to my city, I'm cool with that. Just pay me a little bit of, of your money. That, like, we, that shouldn't be the way we connect with each other. The reason we connect with each other like that is because black men are foreign to each other. We view ourselves the same way these other people view us. You see a black man and you think he's dangerous just like a white man sees a black man and think he's dangerous. 
We acting like it's everybody else is tripping. No, we tripping too. We think the same thing about us that they think about us. And that's some of the stuff that we need to get with behind closed doors and we need to be discussing this stuff. We can't do it on the internet. It's not going to work like that. We need to get together and do what other people are doing that's working for them. I ain't saying everybody need to go to college. It's other things that we can do. We can do a lot of things, actually. Everybody don't need to go be athletes. Why you think athletes get money and leave and they don't want to come back and reach back? You know why? Because people victimize black men. Black men, we, we, we make each other's victims. So if a dude got a lot of money and he ain't really like a street dude, what you going to call him? Or if he don't have street dudes around him, what you going to call him? A sweet lick. Come on. Now, I'm not knocking nobody. You know why? Because we have all seen people and thought that same thing. But we need, I'm just saying I'm part of, I'm part of what, everybody, what, what y'all doing. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just saying we need to stop doing it. All right? Now, I know I've been talking to my guys for the last however long. Now, I'm going to end this one. And we'll be back next week to discuss some more. Th- I think next week I want to get into uh, labor and, and labor laws and wages, man. Because we need to talk about that. You know, people always talking about uh, make if you go out, make sure you tip your waiter and all that. We're going to really get into that. People want you to tip your waiter. People tell you, like, every time somebody posts a, a low tip, they say, black people need to stay home. What? Excuse me, man. Black people need to stay home because you got a low tip? Come on, man. It be black people saying that type shit, too. Like I said, we see each other. We see ourselves as dangerous, just like everybody else sees us as dangerous. And we trip when other people see. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to get into it next week. Black men, start thinking about organizations. It could be a small org. It could be five people in your organization. If everybody got a five-person organization, then the leaders link up and then you start merging these things. We will start coming together. This thing will really start coming together. So, with that said, get at me on Twitter at Kilo underscore righteous R-I-G-H-T-E-O-U-S And um, man, we're going to have this discussion And we're going we gonna to build Everybody going to build together It's working for black women I'm admiring what they're doing Now black men it's time for us to get our own thing going man It's time for us to get our own thing going One more thing I forgot I wanted to talk about Just briefly Ayo When we say that that the government need to change laws and make it so that black people can get certain things. That's not asking. I First of all, this idea came to my head. Um, Yvette Carnell. She made me realize this. Going to the government for things is not asking the white man for help. Yvette Carnell gave me the idea. She, she not gave me. She said it. That's not the white man. That's your government. That's our government. We pay for that. We pay for it. So when you say. You need grant money and you need business loans and all that. You're not asking a white man for nothing. You're asking the government for something. There's black people in the government, too. Actually, you are part of the government because you voted for those people. You're supposed to ask them for things because that's what they're there for. So we need to stop that because they have all the money and the resources. Why the hell we say don't ask them for nothing? If you're going to say that the white man is the government, you're tricking yourself. Because the laws is the only thing that made sure... Everybody was out of slavery. That came from the government. Y'all know that, right? That didn't come from no revolt. We tried to revolt. These niggas told on us. You understand? 
so somebody called me that I ain't never heard. I don't know who the hell that is. I ain't answering it though. But but y'all hear what I'm saying, right? You can't be on some the white man is the government. So anytime somebody say like, yo, we need some some laws passed and all this, talking about don't ask the white man for nothing. That's not the white man. That's your government. That's your the black people. That's our government. You know, y'all, we, we try to say we need to have our own government. That is our government. It, you don't go to when, when, your, uh, when your job take them taxes out your check. You don't say, no, that's the white man's government. No, they taking your money. That's your government. You're not going to let them because they going. It don't matter what organizations black people start. They're going to still take our money when we when we go to work or when we don't go to work. We start our own business. So you can't say like that's a separate government until you more until you're powerful enough to stop them from taking your money or locking you up from not paying taxes. That's your government. That's our government. So when we need something from them, we need to do what we got to do to get it from them. I ain't, I ain't seen none of these rich black people giving out no business loans, no no million dollar or hundred thousand, hundred fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollar business loans to none of y'all or none of us. So when it come to when it come to this type of stuff, we need to be looking at yo. The government is not the, that's all that's everybody. It's our government too because they taking our money like it's our government. If if you pay them taxes and you don't get nothing in return, that's extortion. It's extortion anyway, but it's really extortion when you don't get nothing back. At least get something out of it. At least we can attempt to get something out of it. We can't just act like that ain't that ain't our government. Like that's that's not smart and it's not true. So shout out to Yvette Cardinal. You know, I don't I can't mess with her as much as I was messing with her, but she says some good stuff sometimes, and that's a good thing that she said. That is our government. It's not the white man. That's our all of our government. I they have shit for us because they're taking our money and building shit with it. So, yeah, man. Plus, we built this shit. All they, everything that they built, DC, we all we built that. So that's ours. We can't just be like, okay, we gonna build a whole civilization because we built the Western civilization. We gonna build a civilization, then abandon it because we don't control it right now. We can get it back. Anyway, man, I ain't gonna get too. I just wanted to say that at the end. I, I had it written big in capital letters on here. I just had to make sure I said that. Um, get at me at Kilo K I L O underscore righteous on Twitter. I like to have these dialogues on Twitter because I can get to Twitter quick. SoundCloud, they they shit trash for real. Uh, that's all I got for y'all, man. Peace out.